You're listening to Relevant. Where we talk about things and stuff. Things and stuff. That you should probably have heard about already. I'm Katie. I'm Erin. podcast coming at you from middle america Shoot. about shooting the trends. shit about things and stuff yeah trends past trends. present future. future we have um a crystal ball mm-hmm. her name is ethel oh i was gonna say stella Ooh, ooh, stella's way better than right. ethel then you can go stella stella why are crop tops still a thing or again uh, no i just i, I don't want to talk about it Guys, everything's cyclical. Yeah. Time is a flat circle. If we learn anything here, it's that everything is cyclical. (laughs) Yeah. Time is a flat circle, and you have two ceiling titties. Oh, I have more than that. Three ceiling titties. I have, they're also attached to the ceiling fans. There's so many boob lights in my house. It's absurd. Do those ceiling titties have tassels? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the fan. Katie's describing things that no one can see no one can because see. this is a podcast. This is really great radio content. But you know what? We have faces for radio, yeah. so that's where we are. <laughs> yes, uh, we do. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, this is a podcast about trends. I'm Erin. I'm Katie. And uh, I like to observe trends. I'm not very good at following them. I am a rookie I feel like you're a first adopter. I'm a first. I'm, well, it depends. If it's fashion, no. Mm. But like hair, definitely. Always get on the hair and the makeup trends. Yep. You are, you are definitely on, on point with that. Yeah. I am, uh, I, I do pay attention to those language trends. You do. Or I actually pick up language trends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about a couple of trends and, uh, if anybody is new, because we are still new, uh, we each do a couple mini topics, and then what we call a deep dive. A deep dive. One of the mini topics is going to be the stupid trend of the week. Yeah. Oh, my God. And oofa doofa. I mean, we've got a large pool to choose from. Yeah. There's so many stupid trends. The internet is just a blessing and a curse. And you know what? This is our opinion. Yep. Does mm. it matter? Absolutely. Yeah. Our opinions are always relevant. See what I did there? It's going to be in every episode. So hey many hey girls. Hey. All the puns. <laughs> so who wants to go first? I don't know. I'm very excited about my then topics you should today. go first. You All go right. first. Are you ready? This one is actually like kind of a silver platter for you. Ooh, you are handing it to me. Which like, um, we should preface this by saying Aaron and I have spent all morning together because we were. Sort of. Sort, I mean, I like, mean we, we haven't been chatting all morning. No, but I sat in on one of her educational seminars for First work. time home buyers. Yeah, first time home buyers, which <laughs> I was a realtor. I know what she's talking about, but it's always good to sit in someone else's position mm-hmm. and feel like a buyer instead of coming mm-hmm. at it from a realtor's perspective. So, absolutely. All right. So, <coughs> are you ready, girl? I'm really excited. My first trend is Game of Thrones. Oh my god, I'm wearing the wrong sweatshirt for you this. You are. You are. Um, so obviously it's been a thing. What is it on 6 season or something like that? Oh my god. Uh, years. I mean, it's been in it years. Yeah, it's it's been since 2013, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are an OG G- I, GOT. I was in a GOT before the series the came books. out. Mm-hmm. I was like, a, I'm I'm one of those book readers. She sure is. I'm a book reader. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, their first episode aired April 17th, 2011. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So um, I... This is one of my husband's biggest frustrations. He <laughs> loves the fantasy genre, um, sci-fi, like, I don't want to say period pieces, but he, I mean, he's really into that. Yeah. So like any like Renaissance or I'm stabilizing it because I, okay. <laughs> I, okay. I hit the mic with my chin. 
Um, so any, yeah, I can't, I, I have to just roll it into like fantasy, yeah. like Vikings, yeah. Game of Thrones. He, it's high fantasy is what you're looking for. Okay, that's what yep. it's called? Mm-hmm. All right. And that is the last genre that I can ever get into. I, I, I guess I want to just because literally everyone else in America is Ugh. obsessed with Game of Thrones and a million other examples yeah. that I can't think of right now. Or maybe we just want to avoid copyright. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we can talk about it. We're not this is claiming it as our own. That's true. Um, but I just have like this mental block. I can't do it. I eat like period pieces, especially anything that is, I guess, that high fantasy or even <laughs> – even like just when there's a British accent involved, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I can get in on this. It's like, a, it's like it goes from a soft pass to a hard pass for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so Game of Thrones encapsulates literally all of it. And he has tried to get me into it so many times and I cannot do it. He, he goes, OK, if you sit through two full episodes and still don't like it, then he'll let me like not have to pay attention anymore. <laughs> And I did it, and he still to this day is like, you weren't trying. Mm Because I was, like, texting and on my phone. And, like, literally everybody in the world double screens right now. Oh, I always double screen. Unless it's Game of Thrones. There's a lot. I mean, they (laughs) go through a lot. You have to pay attention. Yeah. But I just, I can't do it. And you are so into it. You've you've kind of shunned them now that they've gone off script. I have a lot of issues with the direction that the show has taken – Mainly because, you know, as a feminist, it's really hard for me to get behind their treatment of the female characters. Mm. And I think that George R. R. Martin, who is the author, for mm-hmm. those of you who are not familiar, <laughs> I think he's a fantastic writer. And his his story writing and just, like, his overall style in which he writes is very, like, Tolkien-esque. Mm. But he is not, like, oh, God, some yeah, like people... Yeah, like The Hobbit. That was one of the big ones that I was trying to think of. Yeah, some people compare them um which is a fair assumption because George is like our big generational like high fantasy writer Mm -hmm. um at the same time um he's much like I'm going to use women as a tool to further the male characters sure and while I have I watched the last season I didn't watch shit I can't remember offhand um right when they veered off of the books you I was just kind of it was in the sixth season where there was like trigger warning a rape scene and Mm. I was just like I can't Mm. I can't do that and it's not because it was like rape it was more like I don't like that we're demonizing this male character by making him do this to one of the female characters I have a lot of issues with that however that being said what I do love about Game of Thrones is it was put on HBO, which is a platform that's known for its fantastic shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they've come out with so many amazing shows. They're, they are like at the height. They're the of pinnacle. And, um, yeah. you know, th- the past two seasons or so, they've kind of veered off of the original plot because the books haven't been written yet. We're still waiting on two right. more books. That's right. So, you know, Winds of Winter, he keeps saying that's going to come out this year. It's going to come out this year. Meanwhile, I think he's just eating himself to death, honestly. <laughs> um, but it has put this platform forward of it's high fantasy, but everyone watches it. So you're not like a huge nerd right. for sitting down and watching Game of Thrones. And people that I would never it's expect. Like, yeah, it's a unifying thing. Yes, people that I would never expect to be into it or into it. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I was still working with you and Chris was like, I, like, take my phone with me into the bathroom oh and God, watch it. it was phenomenal. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, that's someone who I, like, played soccer and is a real estate agent and is like super classy like dude and he's just all over like the last person I would expect to be into high fantasy Mm -hmm. anything right but I think because these like you know what classifies high fantasy is like we're borrowing these medieval elements but we're also adding a fantasy element to it there's a huge emphasis on the medieval period yes. part of it and I think that's what draws in a lot of people that's what stops me yeah the and mi- anything medieval I'm like yep and see for me I am like 
all about that but that's like a I'll take their fashion but that's about it and I could get into their their costume designer is like a fucking genius and their hair designer and uh, just every well so Amelia Clark who Mm. plays uh Daenerys Targaryen her hair is a wig that's a wig it's a five thousand dollar wig I would I mean I'm not surprised because her hair is so intricate yeah there's no way that they can and so she scene after scene she wears like multiple wigs throughout Mm -hmm. the season and i mean they're like kept in this like room where it's like humidity controlled and it's dragons yeah mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right with her dragons (laughs) um well anyone that's found us on instagram knows that that's your favorite character because (laughs) she is you i mean for a while actually i think you're was your Instagram or something was Khaleesi? It was. That's uh, my iPhone calls me Khaleesi too, <laughs> <laughs> which is so cliche and fucking everyone does it. But at the same time, I just want to lean mean, you into were a, it. Again, you were a first adopter of it. I haven't yep. heard you call yourself Khaleesi, I think, since like 2012. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That was like right at the very beginning. Yeah. It's always. Yeah. I just. Yeah, and thank you for reminding me of Tol- Tolkien. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was like Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When Lord of the Rings came out with think it was their third there's only three right it's just yeah. a trilogy so if you include the hobbit right but no it was when the third of the trilogy yep. came out in theaters my sister was really into it and we for it was uh, it came out on christmas day and she had gotten the other two for christmas and so she made us like watch it leading up <laughs> to the third you know <laughs> i still remember so vividly i was just like i'm just checking out right now yeah. because i just know i hate it but I fell asleep in the living room while we were watching it. And my 30-year-old sister <laughs> at the time was like, Aaron's sleeping. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you even care? And then in the meantime, as I'm preparing for this to come out into theaters, my friend Jenny and I are like marathoning them the same day before going to see it. Well, that's like, what you do. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like Harry Potter really walks the tightrope with me. Like, oh, I read, I still remember reading the first book for like an eighth grade book report. Mm-hmm. And I was so embarrassed that that was my book report. Like, luckily, I didn't have to do it in front of the whole class, but I was like, I am so, I can't believe I'm like reading this and these like wizards. And I was just so embarrassed about it. Yeah. And come to find out it's like this huge thing now. And I, I think, I think another one of it was, was very, since it was such fantasy, yeah. it felt like I was reading a kid's book and you know, right. in eighth grade, you're like, I don't want to read a kid's book. I am book. so grown up. Um, full disclosure, I still browse the young adult section in the They're library. They're the better books. So. I still, I do too. Because my book it's, to it's choose It's my from reading level. <laughs> I know, right? I read it in eighth grade level. No, um, I was an OG Harry Potter person too. Yeah. I came up with Harry Potter. Yeah. I was Harry's age as the books That's were being true. published. So um, That's to me, true. to me that was like that was my childhood, and mm-hmm. I say constantly like Harry Potter got me through like a lot of really difficult times in my they life. Just a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and um, but it just helped you escape. Or? It just helped me escape. I had you know like. Not a tumultuous childhood, but a lot going on in my childhood. Yeah. And I think being able to escape that. And it was also at a time where, you know, from like kindergarten to sixth or seventh grade, it was like, you want to be cool and you don't want to be mm-hmm. a nerd. And then it started kind of being cool to like mm-hmm. be a nerd and be a geek and be into these things that like yep. maybe other people aren't about. And it was like, because let your it was, freak flag from. It was becoming more fly. mainstream. And, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, there's still a stigma on anime. I won't get into that because I'm not a huge <sighs> anime fan. So, which your husband is. I caught my two-year-old son watching anime this morning, oh and no. I tried so hard to get it off his tablet. And I was you need so to mad. throw him out. You need to start over. I. It was seriously that moment, you know, like where like the bomb goes off, and you're like, oh. <laughs> like I was. I was so proud that I had impressed upon him, like, the importance of comfy pants. Yes, right. Because he denied my husband putting jeans on him one day. <laughs> and he was like, those are comfy. And so I was so proud that I ruined him in that aspect. And then I watched, I saw that he was watching anime, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, And throw it was, out. like, full on in Japanese, too. Oh, it was, throw, so oh, it was dubbed through. No, it was subtitled, throw him out and start over. Yeah, I know. He it's, doesn't know how to read. Know. <laughs> He's three. Although, like, yeah, he at one point, like, he knows how to work a tablet enough. He was at one point like watching just his nor- like normal shows like Daniel Tiger or whatever, but mm-hmm. he had somehow turned on the ESP, so it was all in Spanish. And I'm like, 
not even mad. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's like fine. You're getting some immersion. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. That's, that's good. Yeah. But now, if the, I mean, we can cut this if this is too personal, but like, did you find a lot like that you were relating to Harry because of his parents dying? I think so. I think it was like, um, you know, being someone who had all these grand ideas and wanted to aspire to be a hero, but was still like pretty average. Like mm-hmm. Harry is not talented in any <laughs> way, shape so or horrible. form. And so he really leans on his much more talented friends, yes. uh, ironically. And I think just like being able to um, have that hero that is not special in any way, shape or form, except being chosen, like the chosen mm-hmm. one, you know, like, I think every younger kid is just like can relate to that in a certain way. And it, I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with like the parents dying, but th- that too was like a big thing for me at that age, you know, yeah. like, I mean, they touch on that in many different books, you yeah, know, like every single just book like going home for break. Right. Yeah. So I think that, uh, that had a lot to do with it. And I just think, you know, it was like that constant, okay, so this book came out. I remember when the fourth book came out, I read it in a day. And that's the <laughs> thickest I was going to say, book. I stopped reading when they got thick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what she said. Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it. But I also think it, it was just like I was that age. I could, re- you know, relate right. and I think it w- I was that demographic yep. that she was writing to. And now it has just like formed you. And now it, it really has like I have a Harry Potter tattoo and I I have a lot of friends, you know, who I do like outside of work things with that are also into Harry Potter. My mm-hmm. boyfriend is into Harry Potter. Most of our friends have read it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really like to talk about the movies because they weren't very good. But I liked the movies. But you didn't read the books. I wa- I read three of them. Okay. Sort of. But I think that <laughs> most people can agree that, like, the third book, The Prisoner of Azkaban, was, like, the best book. Yeah. I read I read most of that, I think. I don't remember. I don't remember. That's when I stopped reading Harry Potter books. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so were you just, like, when people were all over Game of Thrones, were you just, like, welcome? I or think so. Well, it was funny because when we got into it and started watching it, actually, um, we were going over to our friend's house. And watching it, I was like, I feel like I've read these books before. I feel like I've this is like familiar <laughs> to me. <laughs> but the first book was published in like the nineties. Like it's it's an oh, older really? thing. Oh, so um, you know, it's I don't know. It was like, Oh, that's right. I remember this now. Okay. Funny. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. So yeah. funny. Yeah. So that's all. I just wanted to talk about Game of Thrones yeah. because it's just so funny because it was like a huge phenomenon. I'm like, I could not hate this more. Yeah, which is funny. Or not, I didn't hate it. I just couldn't care less. You can't get into it. Yeah. And that's fine. Like some people don't take period pieces, you know, and that's yep. essentially what it is with a little bit of fantasy thrown in there. Yeah. So what you got, girl? What you got? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm like going down my list of things and... I think I want to talk about brunch. <gasps> okay. Because we're having mimosas. We are. Brunch is something that, um, especially in our area, has grown to be like a big thing. It's nationwide, girl. I know. It's always been nationwide, but I feel like the East Coast really leaned into it, like making it like we go to the country club for brunch. I mean, I feel like probably because New York made it prominent. Well, so it originated originated in England. Sure. I'm not so, surprised by that. Um, I feel like New York definitely leaned into it. Like it was kind of like an upper class thing. Mm-hmm. You went to the country club. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that is that definitely more of that com- country club atmosphere. Or yeah. And there are a couple country clubs around here, which like country club in Wisconsin is not. No. It's not your Connecticut country club by any means. Oh, no. It's like you're just a golf member. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and they just happen to serve food, too. Yeah, which the food is so good. I'm thinking of one in particular that we go to sometimes for Mother's Day with Pat's mom. And it's like and I happen to get married at? So good. Not that one. Um, but they do also have a very good brunch. They have good food. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to have them do Eggs Benedict for mine. I am, oh. a, I am a huge supporter of the brunch front. Yes, brunch uh, can be... There are... Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar with the city of Madison, Madison is a foodie scene mm-hmm. like, and it is just continuing to grow and become like this Mecca of different places to eat that are 
out of this world amazing yeah. and one um, of the first things that I that struck me when I moved here was that in downtown at the university they during is it just during the school year or year round they uh, park the food trucks oh it's basically on campus um, but I have never seen more diverse array of Ugh. food trucks like they've got everything from Ethiopian to yeah. Lao. La- they're yeah they have venezuelan arapas Mm -hmm. and like i walked down there probably two months ago to take some pictures of the university club Mm -hmm. and so they park the food trucks on the library mall essentially is where they park it and it's a pretty centrally located area close to the student union and i was walking down i counted like 15 different ethnic food varieties my favorite is the bulgogi burritos I've never had them. I am a particular fan of... Or maybe it's bibimbap burritos. I don't even remember anymore. Oh, they make bibimbap burritos? Yeah, girl. Holy fuck. I am missing out. When we go to the first farmer's market, they're there. I'll I'll get them with you. Oh, I love bibimbap and it's Aaron's fault. (laughs) I'm fine with that. I will take full responsibility. Yeah, but for those of you who live under a rock, brunch is a portmanteau of breakfast and lunch and (laughs) usually involves some form of alcoholic drink like mimosas or screwdrivers. Do you think it always did or we've just now done that too? No, I think it always has. Like when I look at the history of brunch, it is... Oh, are we deep diving? No, not deep diving. I just wanted to like back up my assumption that it was like a New England thing and then moved west. Sure, 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 sure. So um, yeah, it uh, usually served from 11 a.m. up to 3 p.m. and regularly has some form of alcoholic drink served with it mm-hmm. bloody so. mary's mimosas oh bloody mary's how could you forget bloody mary's i especially here i do not know how <laughs> you would forget that so um i just i really like brunch mm-hmm. and i i always say i agree with Juan swanson that breakfast food is the superior food it's so, absolutely true um the fact that i have an excuse to sleep in and then eat breakfast mm-hmm. food with alcohol is yeah i'm yeah. down for that yep well and i uh always on the more savory side of breakfast food so i love that most breakfast places do lean more towards that because it's that breakfast and lunch um i do hate how they uh some of them don't open or start until 11 because i'm an early riser yeah and when i wake up i wake up hungry so Mm -hmm. i usually have to have a breakfast and then i go to (laughs) pre-brunch breakfast (laughs) and then we hit up the brunch yeah yeah, but when I was in culinary school, actually, one of the classes we had to open our own restaurant because it was about restaurant management. And my restaurant was a breakfast for dinner place. So oh, that's so good. It's a, I actually stumbled upon the menus. Um, I think I was going through my recipes or something like that. But I, uh, I stumbled upon the menus and I was just like, hot damn. Like, yeah. this would have been such a good place to open. Really? So Especially good. in Madison. I know. Madison has, I, I can like think of five off the top of my head, brunch places that regularly have a wait of more than an hour. Oh yeah. I mean, it is, we have leaned into it and us Midwesterners, you know, we love to eat. Love to so eat and drink. I mean, you can't really go wrong. I mean, and if you, you just, <laughs> we just, you know, it, if you're waiting until 11 o'clock or later to eat breakfast, you've already like, um, oh my God, what is the word? You've already accepted the fact that you're yeah. not going to do anything that yep, day. So exactly. you might as well just throw some booze into it. Yeah. But and uh, here in Wisconsin, it is perfectly acceptable to be drunk before noon. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Most of our football games take place at like, 10 o'clock in the morning Ugh. and you pregame mm-hmm. and tailgate before that yeah so yeah yeah not i mean we we fully embrace embrace Ew. uh mm-hmm. we fully embrace the all the stereotypes and that was a, another thing that struck me when i first moved here i'm like i i have been many places in the united states and very few of them live up to stereotypes <laughs> except for wisconsin because i'm like holy shit are they a proud people of their cheese yeah. and their beer? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And and now I'm okay with it. I think it's good. I was never not okay with it, to be clear. But now I'm I'm on that yeah. side of the fence. Uh. So yeah. That's Props to brunch. I love brunch. I want to, and I do like how it's now. Okay, so 
I like that it has stepped up its game in it, most oh, respects because yes. um, that's one of my that was one of my annoyances with breakfast places. It's just this greasy spoon. It's all mm-hmm. the same thing. It's you know, just family diners and whatever. But uh, one of the, my favorite dishes that a lot of people have um, added onto their menus, especially my new favorite restaurant in town. But uh, um, oh my god. I am completely like oh no. void of words today. Um, give me a second. I call them breakfast nachos. Breakfast nachos. Yes. Oh god. Chilaquiles. Oh, I would have never. Chilaquiles are one of my favorite. Chilaquiles. So what's the what's the ethnicity of that? Um, let me ask Google since I already had to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> Chilaquiles are... Oh, look at that. Okay. I'm assuming it's like Mexican. I mean, it's Hispanic of some sort. Yeah. Um, let's see here. House-made tortilla chips, green salsa, cilantro, chihuahua cheese. Is that the really good cheese that they like use in Mexican restaurants? Yep, that like crumbly white stuff. Holy yeah. fuck, that mm-hmm. stuff is so good. Yeah, so it's basically like, depending on, again, some people make it differently, but... They uh, can we go to brunch tomorrow? I know, like now you're making oh me want to go. God, <laughs> it is a traditional Mexican dish. Okay, so I, yeah, it just like reading. Uh, so Chihuahua cheese, refried black beans, red onions, sour cream, sunny side up egg, add chipotle brisket or chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, yes. I'm. Are you looking at all the pictures of that? <laughs> yeah, basically, so they take the chips and they tend to like soak it in the chili. <gasps> The chile, Fuck me. not chili. Yeah. Um, my favorite is a green chili pork. And I think that's actually what the Everly yeah. does. But um, te- typically the, the chips are like kind of baked in that chili. Fuck um, me. So, right. they're, sort of, so oh. they're like sort of chewy yes. and I know soggy. exactly the, I, the ideal nacho consistency. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, the end all be all and the only important thing about brunch with a a poached or runny egg on top oh which is like the that's why i love eggs benedict so much like yes. the hollandaise sauce is great but the egg poached eggs are mm-hmm. like the end all be all like they they're the best they're the best i'm not gonna go with the best but they do provide the most runny yolk true um sometimes they creep me out a lot of the times they oh, creep me out. all eggs creep me out so oh well i mean that's that's a, whole, that's a whole yep. other episode. Well, you won't talk about eggs, but yep, that's um, brunch. Yeah. That's brunch. I, I love brunch. I fully support it. And if we can make it a little less douchey in some places, but yeah. in general, we're a very happy place, in my opinion, for brunch. So I'm not going to wear a polo it. and khakis to eat my brunch. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not meaning that, but I mean, like, some, some of them take it a little too hipstery, you know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, you know, the millennials and their avocado toast. <laughs> Goddamn avocado toast. All right. Are you ready? Are you doing your deep dive? Sure, yeah. I'll do a deep dive. Um, I think this is a long, belated deep dive. Promising. Uh, But I want to talk about podcasts. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, what? Are we breaking the fourth wall? (laughs) (laughs) We're breaking the fourth wall on our podcast. I laughed at that, but I don't even like know what you're saying. I'm just gonna chalk oh it up to like science and space. Do you want me to fantasy? Okay. No, I'm sure it's something. I it's fine. So I don't care. It's like in a movie. I don't want it. Okay, all right. I won't tell you what breaking the fourth wall means. <sighs> anyway, so let's talk about podcasts. So, um, because there is no denying that it is a trend right now. Oh yeah, uh, it's having a moment, and obviously. It's having quite a moment if the two of us. of us have decided to also do one. Um, but I just love that it's so encompassing of different niches and different um, genres yeah. and interests and all that fun stuff. But uh, I can't help but think back to when I first heard about podcasts because I think it was right around when I first graduated college or was about to and... I was still an iTunes user because it was what you used, even though I never used I'm or right. never used Apple products. Um, but I had my iTunes because I had to. Um, it's working with my iPod. Yeah, I was just gonna say probably because you had an iPod. So, 
uh, I was still using iTunes, so I heard about podcasts when I think that they really started becoming mainstream. And I remember, like, that kid at my school, you know, that was, like, Mr. School Spirit. Like, he was head of student government. Like, that guy. Yep. He had a I podcast, and that was about <laughs> it. I didn't listen to it, but I think it was about Fairfield. Um, oh, college. Okay. It yes. was, like, he was in high school and he was doing this. That's very. No. But when I was researching for my deep dive, a.k.a. just looking in Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> We heavily researched. I didn't realize that it dated back to the 1980s. It was actually what? first known as audio blogging. And I didn't know blogging, blogging. was even a word Whoa. back then. Okay, so you know what? You know what, baby boomers? Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> and you know why that is? Because they say we make up really weird words. Oh, well, there you go. Man, now they make up really even more weird, weird well, that words. That wasn't the baby boomers, uh, Jen. So anyway, so once portable digital audio playback devices, a.k.a. the iPod. Zune. The Zune. Yes, I for those Zune. MSNers. Um, once those really, like, took hold, then podcasting started getting more popular around the 2004 range. Oh. But I didn't yeah. realize that even it was back then. I literally, I do not think I heard about it until no. 2007 at no. the most. Mm -mm. But, um Today, there are more than 115,000 English language podcasts. Make that 150. 150,000 <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Oh, Jesus. Um, according to one survey done last year, 42 million Americans above the age of 12 listen to podcasts at least on a daily basis. Whoa. I mean, a weekly basis. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. But I just find it really funny that it has taken such hold and has just expanded as much as it has because, like, talk radio has been around since like the beginning of radio right. and even myself like I almost primarily or like solely listen to podcasts now like I barely listen to music in my car anymore um I listen to music at work only because I'm not gonna listen to a podcast while at I'm work. sitting with my partner but I never got into talk radio and even like morning shows on the radio or oh just, yeah oh my god poke me in the eye yeah. even if they even if they were talking about something that I cared about. I, I just, just couldn't get into it. And now for some reason, I am just all about it. And I'm like, give me all the podcasts. I am a podcast hoarder. Yes. My Spotify and my iTunes are full of podcasts that I like haven't listened to. But I'm like, I want to listen to that and that and that and that and that. And I'm like, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And I'm like, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to find time to do this. Mm -hmm. Honestly. When did you start listening to podcasts? Do you remember? Um, probably back in like 2012 or 2013. Oh, wow. Um, when the McElroys were like just getting started, honestly. Oh, there's the token that McElroy Yeah, we have mentioned. to mention the McElroys every single fucking episode, at least on my part. Um, I think that's kind of like, it's also like Stop Podcasting Yourself was getting in on the ground floor, but they were 2008. I think so they were like even prior to the McElroy's but <laughs> I think I started listening because talk radio around here fucking sucks oh god it's, it's country so music talk radio which like although I will say that I have never known more of a population to listen to NPR than I do in Madison oh well that's because Madison is in a bubble sure we live in an is. enclave and then we listen to NPR. Have, Welcome to NPR. I, I don't think I've met a Madisonian that hasn't listened yeah. to NPR or doesn't listen to NPR on a regular basis. And it just shocks I me. I think probably 50% of my office listens to NPR, like either at work or on their way into work. And I feel like, N I mean, NPR, the network mm -hmm. is responsible for podcasts becoming as oh, popular as they are. Because for sure. They turned This American Life into a podcast. Yeah, and I think also just like that demographically oriented radio content that's available on demand, yes. which is essentially what a podcast is, mm -hmm. I think really like, you know, kind of getting into a specific demographic and getting your name out there. I think once advertisement started to wrap itself in with that, I think is when everything started to grow. Sure. Of course, as things naturally tend to do, mm -hmm. you get in on the ground floor, you get sponsors, someone sponsors. <laughs> and then you, you know, you end up having this thing that's taking off. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I feel like you know it's hit another level when like big platforms like Spotify now adopt podcasts and yeah. Audible have, has adopted podcasts yeah. and not a whole lot of podcasts are on Audible yet. But no. you know, for a while, if you didn't have iTunes or Apple, you whatever had to subscribe to an RSS feed in order sure. to listen to them or some other app. Yeah, which you know the in the early days they weren't very good. Mm-mm. Yeah. So anyway, I just it's this funny phenomenon to me that I just makes me laugh. And I'm actually quite possibly the most stereotypical like tra- evolution of podcast mm-hmm. listener because my first podcast was Serial. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I think uh I don't remember exactly what sparked my like jumping into it, but I do remember specifically like texting my friend who is constantly on public transit, like mm-hmm. trains and whatnot. And I'm like, do you listen to podcasts? And she's like, sometimes, I don't know. I'm like, I've been told that I should be doing this, you know, cause I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I'm always in my car driving and I run out of audiobooks to listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I've been told that I should listen to podcasts, which ones are good. Oops. And, uh, she was like, uh, I don't cereal know. was oh. pretty good. Yeah. And she was like, a lot of people liked that. And then I th- I, she didn't really have any other main ones. But yeah, so I just started, I did get really into cereal and then um, just started like searching and browsing. And I don't remember how I stumbled onto My Favorite Murder, but we actually discussed, we didn't even talk about no. it. We discovered that we both listened to it. Yeah. Or I think I commented on the facebook group and i was like and holy you're shit like you're a murderino wow, yeah this is crazy <laughs> which at the beginning of them starting their podcast it was like kind of um you don't want anyone to know that you're into true crime and Taboo. it's like a thing but i remember being into true crime in high school and oh yeah just kind of like keeping it on the dl but i remember on the bus going to new orleans with a bunch of band friends like mm-hmm. my friend Allie had a book about serial killers and we like read it mm-hmm. all the way there yeah so <laughs> rescue 911 was like my jam when I was on summer break in elementary school. Uh, yeah. yeah. I uh, loved rescue 911. Um, I can't, it's really funny because I have these like gaps in my memory about, so my friends were like, you need to listen to this. You need to listen to my brother, my brother and me. And it was when I was trying to find everyone's like, get into critical role which is a D podcast. And I like couldn't get into it because there was just such a backlog and I was really um, intimidated by the amount of backlog they mm. had. And my friend Marianne texted me. She's like, no, listen to the Adventure Zone. It's, you know, it's way easier to get into. There isn't as much of a backlog, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, come to find out it was a McElroy product. I was like, I forgot about these guys because for a long time I listened to podcasts and then I didn't listen to podcasts. Sure. So there was like a four-year span where mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, consuming any of any podcast so Mm -hmm. it was uh, I think just like getting into it again and now I work a desk job so I listen to podcasts all All day Mm -hmm. and um yeah I listen to them in the car I just I love podcasts I like that they're free yeah and that's another thing too is you know not a lot of good things in life are free (laughs) (laughs) so it's nice to have something yes that you can sit down and relax and it's not tv Mm -hmm. I think it's you know, sometimes you turn on the TV just for background noise. You're not even watching it. 100%. Same, same concept. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was my, I don't know. I didn't have a whole lot prepared, but I just like, I feel like there's a big elephant in the room that we should be talking about. Podcast. But I cannot believe, I just, I'm still just shocked by how far back it dates because my brain was seriously like 2007 and then nothing and then all of a sudden i don't even know maybe like 2012 i'm like oh people actually listen to those podcasts like they they took off interesting that's insane yeah well we can go from your deep dive into my deep dive if you want to heavy are you ready Um, and i'm actually very excited to be talking about this with you because you're from arizona okay i'm gonna talk about daylight savings (laughs) that's why you were acting so weird earlier yeah when you were talking about it (laughs) So Arizona does not participate in daylight savings. I thought all of Arizona, but apparently it's just most of. Really? So there's a cutoff that actually does participate? Apparently. I have not researched where that is, but every part of Arizona that I've ever been to doesn't do it. Parts of Indiana don't do it. Yep. I do know that because my boss is from Indiana, and we were talking about it Mm -hmm. yesterday. Yeah. 
and then Florida just passed yeah. that they're that they're not they passed it like officially or tenant I don't know maybe it was I I'm such a horrible stereotype of the person that just reads the headlines and like I know what topic I now. know what it's all about but isn't that like 99% of the people who yeah. browse Facebook I anyways know. that's you know like so uh the history of daylight savings is interesting and um hey canada hey canada go fuck yourselves you're responsible of this episode hey canada go fuck yourselves no just like go fuck yourself oh, okay just everybody just fill in the blank just an yourself. fyi i vacationed in nova scotia not too long ago and it was beautiful and i love canada and your roads are very nice <laughs> But I would still like you to go fuck yourself. But I would still like you to um, go fuck yourself about this daylight savings time. So according to timeanddate.com, daylight savings was first used in Canada in 1908. And really? while Germany and Austria were the first countries to use daylight savings time in 1916, it is a little known fact that a few hundred Canadians beat the German Empire by eight years on July 1st, 1908, the residents of Port Arthur, Ontario, which is today's Thunder Bay. Okay. Beautiful location. If you ever, like, want a vacation in that area, we used to vacation as a family in Thunder Bay, and it's awesome. So, Canada, I do love you. Um, they turn their clocks back. I'm sorry. They turn their clocks forward by one hour to start the world's first daylight savings time, period. Um, and then kind of the rest of Canada, I guess, followed suit. But... So, I just thought it was so much longer ago than that. Like when I we know, were so, so did primarily I. farming inclined. Yeah. So around here, the reason that we adopted it was because it was easier for the farmers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you to capitalize you, on the main sunlight. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, around here because our economy in Wisconsin, especially, was built on farmers and dairy farmers, particularly. Um, a lot of our legislation that was passed in these years was to benefit the farmers, which it's not anymore. Heads up, y'all. <laughs> You're voted for the wrong party. Uh, you can cut that. Trigger warning. You can cut that. It's fine. No, it's still one of my dad's favorite lines of Orange is the New Black is when they're flying over the Midwest and they're like, where are we? They're like, the Midwest, where people vote against their best interests. It's <laughs> true. It's very true. Not telling you which way to vote, but just vote for your interests and like do some research. Um, so PSA complete. Yes. Some <laughs> facts, quick and dirty facts about daylight savings. Quick and dirty. And I say it wrong. It's daylight saving time, oh. not daylight savings time, oh. uh, in the official legislation. Interesting. Thought to be in favor of maximizing daylight waking hours. Benjamin Franklin did not originate the idea of moving clocks forward which I thought was interesting because a lot of people believe that Benjamin Franklin was responsible for initiating it in America. Really? Didn't know that. Which I thought was interesting because that was like way before the time that it actually started. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Um, actually, Englishman William Willett led the first campaign to implement daylight saving time. Um, and that was in the United Kingdom back in 1905. And it didn't catch on right away until... About, like, the 1930s. Interesting. Germany was the first official country, which we talked about, and then Austria quickly followed suit. Daylight saving in the was United Was it for farmers out there, too? Um, theirs was more, like, wor uh, work hours, but, oh. uh, again, kind of benefiting. Oh, please. Germany I is know. the worst for work hours. I know. My <laughs> friend worked in Munich for, I think, six months. She's, like... I want to move here because literally they work like three hours during the day. They don't work a standard nine to five. I think it's like 10 to three and they take like, they all take quote unquote coffee breaks or I think tea, maybe tea breaks, but they are like an hour long. How do they get anything done? Legit. Like this is what the difference that capitalism makes, I guess. I guess. But she's like, seriously, like we don't actually start work until like 10. And then in, after an hour, we take an hour break and then we work again for an hour and then there's lunch and then there's another coffee break. And then she's like, and then people just leave at like three. And she's in the financial industry. So it's like one of the Whoa. highest, like your insurance industry, but it's like one of the most, you know, work heavy. Right. 
or workload head. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, and she's like, this is absurd. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, yeah, so the fact that Daylight Savings for Originated Germany in Germany for that, workers. That's, that's the funniest thing so I've ever heard. So the fifth fact I have is really interesting. Daylight saving time in the United States was not intended to benefit farmers, as many people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, contrary to popular belief, American farmers did not lobby for daylight saving to have more time to work in the fields. In fact, the agriculture industry was deeply opposed to the time switch. Um, the sun and not the clock always dictates farm time. Like, I mean, now with modern day tractors and combines and everything, you can, you know, harvest into the night with lights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... um. Harvest into the night is such a great phrase. Harvest into the night. That seems like it should be a movie title or it something. It should. Can we get some Let's ASMR? Harvest into the night. Harvest. Harvest I'll into I'll the hit night. Those deep notes. Um, for decades, daylight saving in the United States was a confounding patchwork of local practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like it took a long time for everyone to kind of get on board, and it was like. St. Paul, Minnesota adopted in 1919, but Detroit, Michigan didn't adopt it until 1930. And so you're bopping from, you know, one time zone to another time zone to another time zone to another time zone. And I'm sorry, I personally don't like daylight saving, saving, I'm trying (laughs) to say it correctly, because I am very sensitive to like schedule changes. You remember when we went to Seattle and it was like, eight o'clock at night <laughs> in seattle and it was 10 o'clock our time i was like it's an hour past my bedtime and i'm like laying on the bed in the hotel and you and kelly are like let's go let's go out to eat let's go explore and i'm like i'm dying that was also in the middle of you not being able to consume caffeine yes it was so rough. like and i've been bouncing between time zones my entire life you know i went to school on the east coast mm-hmm. and still lived in arizona yeah. so i've just i've just adjusted thoroughly abused caffeine to adjust for <laughs> and yes. alcohol to adjust for and time alcohol. zones so uh, yeah and and again this is we're gonna we're gonna have to like apparently our token mentions are McElroy brothers and my friend kelly yes kelly um, because she's also always she's a social person and yeah. wants to be out and do things and obviously when you spend money to go visit a new place you should Explore. make the most of it right. but yes we were both like uh let's just sleep like we're good we had to get up at like three in the morning that and morning to make the plane. We had to walk so far in SeaTac oh to get to God. a car. SeaTac is uh, heads up a very large airport. Uh. <laughs> I yeah, I think that I'm not in favor of it because it messes up my clock and mm-hmm. my internal clock. Yep. And I don't like it, and that's my argument. Yeah, which is why I'm very <laughs> proud to come from Arizona that we say fuck daylight savings time, and we're just not even... Fuck it. Now we ain't gonna do it. Arizona's like, hey, daylight saving, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, that I've always thought that it was backwards. Like, I think of spring forward... Yes. No, I think of springing as springing back and falling as falling forward because I do <laughs> not fall backwards. I fall on my face. Yeah. Who falls backwards except for like maybe on ice? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know. I'm thoroughly against using names as like a mnemonic device because. It doesn't make sense. It do- it, 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 yeah, it adds to me thinking everything is backwards because it gets. We're so far north here in Madison that it gets dark. It's the sun starts setting at like three thirty. Yeah, and it's pitch black by four thirty. Yeah, when I was cooking for the sorority, I wasn't looking at a clock, and I just saw out the windows that it was starting to s- the sun was starting to set, and started cooking dinner. The din- dinner was early. Dinner was ready like two hours early, and I'm like, fuck. Well, at least I made meatloaf, so I could have just like reheat it Oops. at the time. But yeah, I was just sitting there from like four o'clock on. I'm like, well, dinner's everything. Uh, dinner's ready. It's it's <laughs> we're good to go, guys. We're good to go. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah. So I think that it should be back, or I think it's backwards because if if anything, we if should we're move going the to keep it forward so that it's pitch black at five thirty, which is a little bit more digestible. Then I'm not driving home in the pitch black like a normal to and from work in the pitch yeah. black. Oh yeah, and for people who suffer from seasonal depression, it's <sighs> rough. 
It's yeah. fucking rough. You wake up in the morning and it's not light out when you're getting up and ready to start your day. It makes it very difficult to get out of bed. Literally the only daylight hours you are in a building if you are working yeah. a standard nine to five job. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It's a bunch of bullshit. Hey, daylight saving. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and like props to Florida for trying to change that. And you know what? Mm. Oh, listen. Okay. Florida's not done a lot of things, but, <laughs> but that's one thing that I will give them. Um, but but I, <laughs> uh, fuck, I mentioned Florida and now I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. So, daylight savings is a bullshit. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say okay. is that. During the Bush era, when Bush changed daylight saving time. Well, and so did Obama. It's very did hard he? To, to, to figure out. Okay. Yeah. So I just, and again, when I was in Connecticut in college, it was very, I, I was, I was just a newbie. I was learning. Um, I never knew when it was going to happen because in college, like no one gives a shit. You don't talk no, about it. But now in the days of like Facebook and everyone trying to market to you, it's like spring forward <gasps> and like all yes. that stuff. But in college, it was like, oh, shit, we get an extra day to, or an extra hour to sleep in. We can party longer oh. or whatever. Because, you know, like the t- time changes at midnight. around bar time. Yeah. No, it changes at 2. Wait, what? It doesn't change at midnight. It changes at 2 a.m. Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't. Well, I'm never up at that hour. Me so ne- I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, me neither now. But, uh, yeah, so then they were just saying something like it used to happen in November or september i don't, I don't know and then it moved to the october that it was and i guess i don't know about change it whatever it's just it's stupid and <sighs> antiquated and it needs to go away yeah at least in northern climates i mean it just it's it, it gets really rough no i'm down with all of it well you're from arizona so it's true um okay our uh, i have two topics that i really want to talk about but one of them uh, one of them that i'm really excited to talk about is another, like, gift to you, mm. like Game of Thrones was. So I don't know if I want to do both of those in one episode. Probably not. You'll probably have to save the gift. I will. Even I will. though I don't want you to. I will. So instead, I want to talk about Bitmojis. Oh, my God. Because this has been the bane of Katie's existence in knowing me because we met in 2012. Yeah. When Bitmoji just became a thing. <laughs> Was and wait, everyone wait. and their fucking mother was on Facebook with Bitmojis. Right, because they made, like, the comic strips or whatever. Oh, my God. And I wasn't super into the comic strip thing, but I... <laughs> Katie just gave <laughs> a motherly look to her boyfriend and our producer, Aaron, because they were getting loud. I even covered the microphone. Like, it, I was offended by what they were saying. Like somehow The microphone was going to be offended. Yeah, Aaron's perfect. It's Aaron's okay. perfect, and he does no wrong. You actually really are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't super into the comic book strip thing of it. Which was good. I used it. I know. Sometimes, I'm occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't... <laughs> but you were also like, it was like your blo- oops, burgeoning real estate career. So. This is true. So yes, I was trying to find reasons to be on social media and yeah. say something. Um, which is very much against my, uh, was very much against my personality at the time. I know we said we're not supposed to eat when we're podcasting. Katie, I'm trying not to it. eat into the microphone. No, it doesn't help. We've tried it, and that you can still oh hear it God. every episode. <laughs> <sighs> She's a glutton for punishment. Um, I, I don't know why, but I since like the beginning of the internet i don't know i have just been so enamored with like the concept of avatars <sighs> yeah and like i don't know why like making something that looks like me and especially because i i don't like looking at me right um i don't know why i've just loved doing it and so i've made i made the bitmoji i was super into it i still am very into it let me just say like to the point where she was like i'm not even apologizing how into it yep. i am yep I've updated it to follow my look many times. I update my outfit for the seasons. Which, okay, but you don't do this on Facebook. You're doing it on Snapchat Typically now. Snapchat. Yeah, I don't okay. do it on Facebook. I don't think ever. I do it on, in text message form, too. 
Um, oh, yeah, you do. It kind of occupied that space that is now filled by gifts. Oh, but you're so good at the gifts, and I am 1,000% into that. I am. Whereas with the bitmojis, I was like, what the fuck is more narcissistic than making a cartoon version of yourself and then posting it on social media? 100%. Yeah. There's really no... I mean, there's no arguing arguing no. with that. No. It's just, well, but it's a, it's, it's almost less narcissistic though, if you think about it, because it's in lieu of a selfie, and like true, and in a time of social media that is so consumed by like taking the best picture, the best picture of yourself. Okay. Um, to have kind of a comic book version of it or a, um satirized version of yourself i think is i just realized that hashtag bts means behind the scenes <laughs> i've been sitting here thinking about our instagram why there's a ha- why is there a hashtag that says bts on your face over my face and i'm sitting here very quietly listening to you but also thinking to myself like does, googling what, what bts, BTS mean sorry oh <laughs> uh, um no i think it's fun I, I i don't know i think it's fun and it's cheeky and I will forever stand by the Bitmoji. And I have to say that I, okay, I remember, I know that I made them back in 2012. And so I don't know when I decided to join that trend because it wasn't, 2012 was not when it No. But <laughs> I am, I am proudly standing behind this origin story is the reason <laughs> that I decided to make a Bitmoji is um, <laughs> I was watching some interview and I think it was when the, they were talking about doing a reunion show, but it was with some of the cast of Full House, and they were talking about how <laughs> they're still in contact with each other, and they're like, "Yeah, we have a group chat," and, like, and they're like, "Everyone has their own bitmoji," and like, da 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 da. And I was like, "Thanks, I hate it." I, listen, it has nothing to do with I know, Full House, I know. but it, was it just has like, everything to do with Full House. I don't know, but it was—it just made me laugh, and I'm like, "All right, well, maybe I'll make one and see." And I got, I'm never—I never assume it'll actually look like me, but. I actually get told a lot that my yeah. emoji looks a lot like me. It's kind of creepy because mm-hmm. I have one on Snapchat, mm-hmm. which I made to appease Aaron. Me? Yes. Oh, wow. That's so funny. Because you kept sending me like bitmoji responses. responses and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I have one. That's so um, sweet you did it to appease me. I did. Well, it okay. was you and Aaron. And A-A-Ron. And A-A-Ron. His looks pretty much like him. His looks identical to him. My coworker Matt has one. <laughs> his bitmoji looks more like him than his Facebook profile I know, picture. I know. I don't. I I love him, and he's a very very good looking young man. He's very pretty eyes. His very pretty eyes, and his bitmoji is like fucking spot on. That's so and his funny. Facebook profile picture does not look like him. No, I was convinced he has that it was more the beard wrong now, one. though. That's true. So, um, but I. Um, so my brain works in like a referential way. So that's why I love gifts and that's why I am good at them, I guess. But it's just so great because finally like something is recognizing (laughs) something like, no, finally, like I have something that recognizes how when somebody says something and when I respond, I think of it in a certain way, like. You know, back when we were just doing standard texting, right? I've had you know, like I I type very similar to how I pronounce things or enunciate things, and people that know me closely, they're like, "Oh my god, I can hear you saying yes, that you for know? sure." Like you text me today, and I was bitching because I had to carry the recording equipment from my apartment to Aaron's house, and you <laughs> replied. Sorry. S-A-R-R-Y. In the way that you say it. Because I'm channeling my gilly. Yeah. And if I had more time, I would have pulled up a gilly gif. And actually, there's a drastic shortage of that, in my opinion. But um, Sorry. I also, that is one of the most overused gifts in my repertoire. But uh, Brandon is actually really into the gift thing, too. Of course he is. Did you get him into the gift thing? Uh Uh-huh. Nice. And he... um, I've always wanted to talk about gifts, so I guess we're just going to do it. Yeah. Um, he, our new assistant, when when she started, we added her to, like, our group chat or whatever, and she's, like. <gasps> she's it in. It was. She's in. She's, like, 
holy shit, like for a while, like before she was, or when she finally got comfortable enough with us to like talk crap about us with <laughs> us, you know, um, she was like, literally your conversations were just gifts, like back and forth. And it was a lot to like comprehend <laughs> and like, yeah, you get used to it. And she's like, no, you really do. Um, but I, ha- <laughs> one of my clients actually got me into the gift game. The um, gift game. Mm-hmm. I think it was before gift keyboard was a thing, but I I don't want you to know how like gut wrenching it is for me to call it a gif right now because Aaron normally I've pronounces it gif, which yeah. is incorrect, and you can fucking fight me on that because it is incorrect. I'm aware it's incorrect, but it's very phonetic, and that's right. the way that my brain has read it. I did not know what it stood for until like six months ago. So, and I've always hated that it was called gifts because it sounds like gifts. Sure. So when people are like, oh, yeah, I sent them this gift, whatever. Um, no, but I, um, I, <laughs> I wanted to send a GIF, gif to a client in a certain instance, and I sent it via, like, a link. Yeah, that used to be how, like, mm-hmm. I used to get all of my gifts and save them to my phone before gift oh, keyboards were a thing. And Tumblr was, like, my go-to gif. Gifts are huge on Tumblr. I hate to break it to a majority of people who are going to be surprised by this, but a majority of internet fads and funny shit that comes via the internet comes from Tumblr. I've, I have noticed that because many of like my favorite listicles or BuzzFeed articles or whatever, listicles. They, any reference is always credited to Tumblr. And some of the funniest, like just any breakdowns is credited to Tumblr. But I do know that the GIF has been around forever. Forever. Um, I mean... Back to, like, fucking Dancing Baby. That had to have been one of the first gifts. Fuck. Um, That's a fuck you, deep cut. Wow. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Allie McBeal. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. But, yeah, so, anyway, it got to the point where by the end of their transaction, he, <laughs> my client, it was, like, so seriously, and he might actually listen to this podcast, so props to you, Millie, but... He straight up said, like, I'm so proud at how you've progressed in your gift game. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. And I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate you saying that because I find the same thing. I'm very But happy. I don't know if I, I don't know when I would have found out about gift keyboard if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Because I really thought that I had to, like, keep sending the link or whatever. That's really funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel feel like gifts also kind of harken back to the instant messenger days too like you know where you'd want uh, like the flash graphics yes exactly mm-hmm. and oh my god this is just like taking me on a nostalgia trip At first i was playing with floam and now i'm talking about <laughs> gifts and instant messenger and flash everything is cyclical, cyclical. <laughs> yeah i I'm very happy that they're a thing, and they're much like my thick eyebrows. You can pry them from my cold, dead hands. Gifts. Gifts. Yep. I love them. I agree. <gasps> oh. What? Bringing it back to the Bitmoji thing, I have to tell you the funniest story. Um, and actually, it's part of the reason I took a massive break from Bitmoji about two years ago. Oh, God. Is I was... Um, <laughs> I still laugh about this. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, I don't know why I have to say that. You're laughing about it No, I was talking to an internet lead that somebody had contacted us off Realtor.com yeah. and was looking for sponsor us, Realtor.com. Hey, that'd be I cool. Don't know, um, don't know if we're the demographic they're looking for. That's uh, true. Uh, um, I was talking to a lead that Brandon had or had contacted Brandon, and he needed. He was out of town, I think, and I needed to co- correspond with her for a showing or something. And I was having a conversation with somebody at the same time, which is always very dangerous. And I sent a Bitmoji, I thought, to the other person that I was talking to that was a cover of a Sports Illustrated with my Bitmoji, like, full-blown swimsuit model. Aaron. And it wasn't, obviously, it was sent ironically. It wasn't like, yeah. I'm being sexy, but I actually I'm in hell just imagining this. Like, I, I am in hell. I do not embarrass easily. No, you don't. <laughs> and 
thank God I was in like the confines of my own home because I was like dying. I did not know what to do. And I think I even like told on myself to Brandon. I'm like, holy shit. I fucked I up. I'm like, I sent this to Gina. And he was like, oh my God. But it's too funny of a thing. I mean, that's funny. To, to be so mad about. What you was know? her reaction? I think I responded like, oh my God, I am so sorry. That was clearly meant for somebody else. And she hey. was just... She just laughed about it's, it. It's doggy, doggy rumble time. Yeah. No, luckily she took it really well. And after I met her, she was very down to earth and funny and whatnot. But she. That's really funny. It's yeah. So I seriously like I stopped sending bitmojis for a long time. Stop. Enough. Go lay down. Do you want to go outside? We're keeping this in. I love how Malcolm just is part of the family now. Maybe that means we can record him real quick. I know, right? All right. So I just did like a two for mini topic. But I was into it. So I, I feel like that was good. I feel like we uh, we did well. Yeah. So we're yeah. good? Yeah, I think we're you good. You don't want to do another one? Uh-huh. We, got, we were real serious. But we also, here's the thing, you guys. Like, we've been working really hard on our debut episodes. And so the three of us have listened to those three episodes so, so many, many times. times. And we've now picked out all of the horrible things. So today we're like, this is the first episode we've taped after listening and editing to all those episodes many, many times. Yeah. And we're like, we know everything that we've done wrong. Yes. And what we need to stop doing. Yes. And staying on topic and what so I, I think that I think that resulted in a very serious episode. I know a little bit serious but I feel like we also kind of have to but like we prove to people we are intelligent human beings right <laughs> and so we're just like screaming into the microphone which hopefully was entertaining but we promise well there will be there will be balance um but yeah we didn't do a stupid trend of the week but we also have run really long yeah um I don't know. It's fine. We don't always have to do stupid trend of the week. We're don't still. I just we're wanted still to address it because yeah. I because I said we were going to do it. We're still finding ourselves. You know what? Some weeks are like all stupid trends, and some are trends that we like. So true. you know what? It is what it is, and you have your own fucking podcast. Whatever. Yeah. Or, or you can like message us or literally submit email us submit or submit your trend and yeah. it can be awesome you can hate it i don't care it can be dumb yeah it's whatever and if you have like insight on some of the trends that we talk about please let us or know or like a devil's advocate opinion or yes. whatever like let us have it I or correction that's part of the reason that we're doing this you know yeah. what i mean like let's find Expanding our, our horizon or whatever um can Are I you pulling up a stupid? Can I end on a stupid tweet? Or funny, funny tweet. <laughs> yeah, funny tweet. So I'm gonna try. Katie and really wants to make this happen. Try this is Katie's fetch. He, she really wants to. Make I'm this trying tweet. to make fetch happen. <laughs> so my funny tweet to sign off for this week is at l o hell on Twitter. Okay. I'll bet when Godzilla first came out, God was like, "Damn, that name's way cooler." <laughs> All right. That's awesome. That's perfect ending it's been real you guys peace out thanks for listening remember to rate review subscribe because that's the only way that more than 10 people will find out we're doing great hey love us okay. we're so relevant we're so relevant oh, yeah.